Hello, everyone. Hi. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hello. I am Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode. And I also, okay, I'm wearing, it says here for the cats, but it's a little UFO abducting a cat. And it's from our listener, Chrissy, who came to our New Jersey show and gifted this to us. And you have one that says here for the booze Mm -hmm. or books or something like that. Yes. We have so many good gifts too. Oh, I meant to bring the Bigfoot stuffy too. The crocheted Bigfoot into my frame. I have three aliens. How'd you end up with three aliens? <laughs> We're talented, talented listeners. Very talented. Also, Corinne, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. But aka a bone to pick with myself. What did I do? You didn't do anything. So you and Brian so generously allowed me to stay with you for a couple days. So I was like, I'm going to get them some treats. I feel like that wasn't generous. That just felt like, what else would we do? Like, that's just, (laughs) when you come to visit, you're obviously staying with us. What am I going to say? Like, go to a hotel? Well, I could have. Anyway, it was generous. It was generous. Okay. I feel like it's, it's normal. It's expected and normal and not going above and beyond to host your friend when they're coming into town. Okay. Let me, let me just, okay. Thank you. Please let me thank you. Okay. I'm so generous. I really went out of my way. (laughs) It was generous. And so I wanted to thank you and Brian, and I sent you a box of Levain cookies. But then yesterday you opened them in front of me and seeing the joy that you and Brian had on your faces regarding cookies made me so jealous. We opened them with such gusto too. (laughs) We like set up the camera and we're, I kind of forgot you were even watching for a minute. (laughs) We were were like heating them up. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Brian told me he loved me for the very first time. So that was a big moment in our relationship. Yeah. It was huge. You gave him chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And that's all you need to do. Do you want Brian to love you? (laughs) Chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) But I got so jealous of my own gift to you (laughs) that I ended up buying cookies from Insomnia Cookies out here in LA. And Mm. I ate so many. What flavors did you get? What flavors did I not get is the better question. <laughs> well, we were on the phone when you started to order them and then you were like, I need to not. And I was like, no, order some. And you're like, no, 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 I'm ordering some. I just need to not order as many as I've added to my cart. I had like 12 in my cart for a moment. And then I was like, I don't need that many. So I got seven. <laughs> Yum. I've tried them before because I they're think they good. have a few locations out in mm-hmm. the Boston area too, because they're they're a big chain now. Yeah. But I did get the gluten-free chocolate chip and it was really good. Mm. Um, my favorite was berries and cream. It was a delight. Berries and cream. Berries, berries and, cream. and cream. But then I had one for breakfast this morning and now I'm in I had one for lunch. Such pain. Yeah. Uh, see, this is what's wrong with us. It's like <laughs> you just, we know certain things hurt us mm-hmm. and yet we keep coming back for more. More and more. Which is kind of applicable to horror stories and just like people who love ghost stories and horror movies. Like it scares us. It pains us. It stays with us forever and scars us. Yet we keep coming back because there's something equally enjoyable about it. It, It's fun to be scared because it makes me feel alive. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> you, the way you said that too, I just got a flash of Helena Bonham Carter in Harry <laughs> Potter, her her character, and it spooked me for a second. It's like, I don't even know how to respond to you right now. Sabrina, you're morphing into a Tim Burton character, basically. That's a compliment. I would love to be a Tim Burton character. Oh my gosh. How cool would it be? I wish I was an artist, but like be able to draw ourselves as Tim Burton characters. I mean, this is a call to action, I think, for all the artists out there. <laughs> Help us. Help Make us, us into Tim Burton characters. Help yeah. us. Save us. I don't think I've ever heard your voice sound like that. I made a noise last night and I couldn't replicate it, but Brian was like, what in the hell was that? It was like a reptilian sounding voice that came out. What was the context? He like hugged me and I made some oh. sort of noise while it was like actually also <laughs> pressing against my, and I really wanted to recreate it and I couldn't, but there are new voices coming out. It's 2023 and we're here to celebrate your ghost stories in this encounters episode. I did just burp as you said that. So sorry. <laughs> Why don't you go first then? It sounds like you have some extra air, some extra voice. To, to oh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. This is a perfect time to uh, read. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. I have a story from an anonymous listener, and it is called My Ex-Girlfriend Cursed Me. Hello, ladies. I wanted to share a pretty spooky story about a curse which has been following me around for the past year. To preface this story and have a little bit of a trigger warning, it does contain descriptions of an abusive relationship and suicidal ideations. For the sake of my own safety and the safety of my family, all names will be changed including mine. Great. I have always been open to the paranormal. Both my mother and I are very sensitive to the presence of spirits, and I have a long list of ghost stories that I definitely want to send. But this is not a ghost story. It all starts two years ago when I met my ex-girlfriend, who for the sake of this story, I will call Lily. Lily was my first girlfriend. And let's just say we weren't fighting any sapphic stereotypes. If I call it, I'm going to sneeze. Do you ever pee yourself a little bit when you sneeze? No. Just me. Just me then. <laughs> I know it's not just you. I know there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> this is why I carry an extra pair of underwear in like every bag I travel with because, or at least two extra pairs because my sneezes, my everything just causes everything to go like what? Imagine when you have kids, how much worse oh God. it's going to be. <laughs> if you're like this now. Starting out with adult diapers now. Okay. When we started dating, she told me of her interest in witchcraft. Before I dated her, I was relatively new to spirituality. I had crystals, knew my zodiac chart, but that was pretty much it. On our first date, she gave me a tarot reading, and I was introduced to a whole new world. Like most abusive relationships, it started well. Of course, there were red flags, but also lots of love bombing and romantic gestures. Mm. So... Following lesbian relationship stereotypes, we moved in together after about six months. Because she had bad credit, the apartment was under only my name with my dad as a co-signer. This is when the abuse got uncomfortable. She hated my family and my friends. She isolated me, getting depressed or even suicidal if I was with someone else. She drove a wedge in all of my relationships, making it so hard to even have a dinner with my parents without getting about 20 texts. Further through our relationship, she would tell me more about her spirituality. One thing that always stuck to me was a story of a hex she put on a girl she worked with after this coworker did her wrong. 
the coworker got fired and got into an almost deadly car accident. Lily told me it was her hex that caused this. Oh God, I would be so scared of her. I know. We did full moon manifestation rituals, but I never practiced in anything harmful. I'm not trying to give personal details about her as I am genuinely afraid that if she ever found this, she would try and do more harm to me. But she was going through personal things. Not to excuse it at all, but I just wanted you to understand why I was letting the behavior happen. We had a dog who she hated. She would scream at him, tell me to get rid of him. And flash forward to the last month of our relationship, things went from bad to unbearable. She was using a lot of substances, continually verbally abusing me, and getting very defensive of her actions by blaming them on her mental health diagnosis, which I know can be serious, but I have friends with this diagnosis and I know that they would never treat another person with such hate. As someone who suffers with my own fair share of mental health crises, I know that it wasn't a viable excuse for what was happening. Anyway, we went on a break after a pretty irredeemable fight. However, because we shared pets, finances, and an apartment, I was just trying to make it work. We both agreed on the terms of the break, not seeing or speaking to other people, just time to think about what we want. Well, that didn't pan out. Because as soon as our fight, she started bringing home a friend, who I will call Sarah. Sarah came over every night, and it became obvious that Lily was cheating on me. Through Instagram posts to dishonesty about where she was to literal sex noises coming from her room, it was not good. While she was home? While she was home. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I'm so sorry to this listener. I know. It's so sad. The first time I felt scared was the night of the blood moon that summer. Lily and Sarah were out doing something until after midnight. And when they came home that night, I had chills all over my body. And while I'm not proud of it, I did drink myself to sleep that night. We broke up soon after, and I told her that she needed to leave within a month. On the night of the breakup, she gave me a stern warning, saying that she and Sarah did a blood ritual on the night of the blood moon. And that was when things got from bad to worse. Screaming obscenities, cursing, and harassment caused me to move out of my own apartment for weeks. I lived out of my car, crashed on friends' couches, and eventually I moved into an Airbnb. It started off with little things like nails in my tires, physical accidents and injuries, and technology breaking. I was so sick the month after our breakup that I couldn't eat anything. Literally, I survived on water and green juice, not in a diet way, but because the thought of food made me gag. Unfortunately, my mental health fell. I felt so alone and isolated by what she was causing me. I felt powerless, lost, and so frightened that she might hurt someone I love. This drove me to reckless behaviors as I questioned the point of everything. I was drinking heavily, experiencing insomnia, and there were many points where I contemplated ending my own life. The night she moved out of my apartment, which is a story I've never shared, she texted me saying she was gone. I relaxed, checked out of my Airbnb, and I was ready to take my dog home. But when I entered, she was there, standing in our living room. Mmm. I screamed out, asking why she was still there. She said she would have been gone hours ago. And she just stood there, staring with a creepy smile before walking out. Oh, God, that's so freaky. That's that's the move from Seven Psychopaths. Oh, very much. <laughs> Side note, she stayed for over a month, rent-free, while I was basically homeless. So she moves out, and I'm sick. My professional life at the time was going really well, surprisingly. 
but personally, I was in hell. Chronic body pain, stomach aches, and headaches were a daily occurrence. I tried to protect myself, but knew that there was a force very great at play. My dog got sick, and I spent over $2,000 in medical bills for him. My car engine blew up. I had flat tires, multiple dead batteries, and unfortunately, I lost a family member. Oh my gosh. Although I was in a good place with work, my bank account was at an all-time low. I gave myself tarot card readings. All seemed to have a warning about the past. I was sick. My hairs were turning gray. I had just turned 20 and premature grayness isn't even in my family. And then last month, the worst professional days of my life. I consecutively lost two jobs back to back in the same day. I had another car emergency and had to take my dog, the one that Lily hated, back to the ER again for unexplainable seizures. Oh my God. My sister's best friend is Haitian. Her mother regularly practices witchcraft. And once I told them that I thought Lily had put a curse on me, I was told to do an egg cleanse. So my friend and I did one. If you don't know what an egg cleanse is, here are the basic steps. You get an egg and a glass of water at room temperature. Two, roll it over your body after meditating. Then crack the egg into the water and let it sit for about 40 minutes before checking on it. If there is nothing but bubbles, it means that you're not cursed. If it has peaked, a cobweb-like appearance, or worse, if there is blood, it means you are. Mine had peaked. I'm attaching pictures. The reversal is to add spices, chili powder, red pepper, peppercorn, anything that will hurt. Then you flush the egg and water mixture down the toilet, saying you return the energy to the sender. I have been feeling better overall, but will never get over being haunted from this abuse. The advice I give to anyone out there is to protect yourself. Wear protective crystals, sage your space, and burn protection candles. If you meet someone who seems like the kind of person who would wish you harm or curse you, keep your distance. From my experience, it isn't worth it. As for now, I'm safe. I'm away from the apartment we shared. And I'm currently in bed with my dog, who is as healthy as ever. Good. I love your podcast so much. It fills me with so much joy. I would love to write with my own ghost stories soon. One includes spotting the ghost of Theodosia Burr. But all I can say now is stay safe and protect your energy. Sending good vibes only. Love, Anonymous. And then she attached a photo of the peaked egg. (sighs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just so sorry that she had to go through all of this because Mm -hmm. this is just a wretched experience. Like anyone who encounters someone who's going to curse them, that in and of itself is horrible to experience the threat. Actually being cursed and having all these things pile on to each other is also quite difficult. And then you add in an abusive relationship to that. And it's just like, oh my God. And even just the the smaller things that she had mentioned before, where she was like, it started out small, nails in the tire, electronics breaking. Those things would send me over the edge. Like that doesn't feel small to me. That's a huge inconvenience. That's a huge expense. That's just like mentally of really, that doesn't feel small. So the fact that that yeah. was small in comparison to all of the other things that happened yeah. And I bet like when it first started happening, it did feel small because it's like, that's a weird thing that I could probably write off as just like a strange occurrence. Right. Like, oh, bad luck coming in threes. But as it started piling up and as her health started to really, really diminish both mentally and physically, like the chronic pains. And yeah, I mean, it's just, 
horrifying. And again, we've talked about this. It's so sad and also hard for me. It is so much easier for me to wrap my mind around aliens, Bigfoot, and all of these strange conspiracies and supernatural beings that we talk about than it is for me to understand and wrap my head around how and why someone would be willing to put so much negativity and harm and hurt onto someone else. I just, right. I'll never be able to understand that. I mean, they themselves are either so deeply unhappy with who they are in their own life or they're just evil. Yeah. There's just something not right. But my God, at least this person, Anonymous, and their dog are okay yeah. now. Yeah, because... I agree. I mean, I love the thought that people can be so powerful with magic, but when it's used incorrectly and all of the energy does such damage, that's just so horrifying. Yeah. That is not something that we're down to fuck with Not all. down with that at all. No, Mm-mm. Corinne, Mm-mm. we are not. No, ma'am. We are not. No, ma'am. I do have a story for you, though. Oh, please. This is called The Smiler. Oh, that does not sound joyous. wow okay scared do your creepiest smile right now Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking of that one movie where everybody smiles and they did the promo oh oh yeah (laughs) you're good wait you're really good at that let me see yours i don't know i don't i don't think i'm gonna be as as good as you (laughs) i went like a one millimeter cross-eyed. Yeah, I think you overthought that one a little bit. I did. I just probably looked like a little frog. Just mm. you just yeah you did. <laughs> no, I don't know. Just yours was great. Well, if I'm you smile at that and make that my cell phone background, <laughs> smile and then do something <laughs> creepy with your eyes. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. <laughs> just, just lower your head as much as possible. <laughs> It's because I can see myself. If I wasn't seeing my own reflection, I think I'd be better. But I'm, <laughs> I'm hypercritical. All right. Well, if people have creepy okay. smiles, send them to us. <laughs> Just do a, cl- a collage. Tag us in your creepiest <laughs> smile, please. We'll repost them on Instagram. Creepy smile competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like this. People actually should. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. Suddenly, I'm really sweaty. Wow. Okay. I put the pressure on you. The spotlight yeah, was on I know. you. That's yeah. I'm yeah. You got it. Air them out. Hey girls, my name is Lucifer. I did not know yes. we were starting this story because <laughs> I said air them out, and then you go. I'm just completely hey girls. moving on. <laughs> hey, hey girls. Hey girl. Hey. Hello and hello to, to my kids. Hello to you. <laughs> okay. Woo. I have been, you know, summer's coming, so I've started using that panoxyl underneath my pits. If you don't know that trick, don't know what that is. Yeah, so I mean, it's used for people use it for acne, but it's, I mean, it just eats away at the bacteria, which causes acne or can cause bad smells. So when it oh. starts to get hotter in the summer months, I use it underneath my armpits because I also remember I have psoriasis, so I can't really wear deodorant all that often, mm. and so that helps minimize any smell because it just eats away at all the bad bacteria and then will you send that to me what's it called panoxyl panoxyl because i have smelly pits yeah you rub it on leave it on for like 30 seconds wash it off oh it's part of the shower routine 
I was actually telling one of my coworkers who has a preteen mm-hmm. about that trick too, because preteens can be a little smelly and often forget deodorant. So that's a good part of bringing that into their shower routine. I have two comments. One, can I clarify you were recently telling a coworker because I thought I was your only coworker. And two... I'm still in communication with all of my many past coworkers. Some of my coworkers from like two or three jobs ago are still some of my best friends that I see in Boston. So, okay. I should just start calling them friends, but I called them, I still call them coworkers because that's how I knew them first. Okay. Yes. First as a coworker, now as a friend. I just didn't know if you started doing the tow business on the side without me. (laughs) I should be mad. No, no, no. That's reserved for you and I only. Thank you. I do promise. I do feel like I have really... My second thing that I was going to say is that I really think I have just gotten so comfortable with everyone listening, even though I can't see (laughs) them, (laughs) that I have just become the most honest, grossest version of myself for all of you. No, I like it though. You just know everything. I have smelly pits. My bowels are uncontrolled. What else? I have bags under my eyes. It's just a recurring theme for this year. Embrace your grossest self. Yeah. We're all friends here and we're all human. So we all experience different things and different cycles. And there might be someone out there that's like, Sabrina and I are soul sisters because I'm experiencing all those same things this year. Because I smell. throughout my life. (laughs) Panoxyl, not sponsored. Here we go. I'm starting. Okay. Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Cheer. Hey, girls. (laughs) My name is Lucifer. Yes, that is my real name. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love your podcast. I listen to it a lot when I'm drawing because it helps me concentrate when drawing, but then I can leave the room because... I'm scared. (laughs) But I wanted to share a pretty chilling ghost story that happened to me not too long ago. So I'm a witch. I practice witchcraft. And no, I do not do anything with the devil to get that out of the way. Thank you for clarifying, especially given the name that you bestow. Yes. But being exposed to new energies and more importantly, magic has given me the ability to astral project (gasps) to a place that I call limbo. Oh, but I'll save that for another story. Lucifer. (laughs) No. What a tease. Okay. Email us with that. I also have gotten the ability to see spirits, not at will, but more so at random and always when I'm home alone. I never had any problem with it. Just the occasional jump scare. But most of the spirits did not seem to see me, almost as if they were replaying their own lives. I was getting pretty used to them, though I always refused to go to my room at night in fear of seeing something, of course. And this story has a turn. Oh. My mom leaves me home alone on Fridays because of her work. One night, around three in the morning, I woke up with a dry throat, went to my mini fridge that's in my room for a water bottle, and I was genuinely disappointed when I saw that it was empty. I was freaking thirsty, and I talked myself into going to the kitchen to refill this water bottle. My mom doesn't like it when I turn the lights on when it's nighttime, so I had to use a flashlight on my phone. I made my way to the kitchen and put the water bottle in the water dispenser to refill, and I was very freaking nervous, looking around and trying not to make a sound so I could hear better. And once I so relate to this too, just like the anxiety of walking alone in your own home at At night, freaky, which is like awful. Yeah. And you're like, what's around me? Yeah. If you hear a pin drop, like, oh my God. And also like not having the lights on. I almost feel like shadow light or flashlight shadows 
are way worse than darkness. Yes. Yes. Because they cast, they cast the shadows strangely. Yeah. Okay. I was very freaking nervous looking around and trying not to make a sound so that I could hear better. Once the bottle was full, I put it on the counter to grab some cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Stop for the cookies. (laughs) Once I did, I made it halfway down the hallway when I noticed that I left my water bottle in the counter. Oh, damn cookies. When I turned the corner to the kitchen, I almost screamed when I saw a figure the same size as me in the door frame that led to the kitchen. Oh, no. Its skin was so black (gasps) that even when the light from my phone got through, the only thing that was reflecting the light was its teeth that looked like white pearls that formed a smile. This thing was different from the others. He was staring straight at me as if he was waiting for me. I couldn't run back to my bedroom as the door was closed. It tended to jam up, so I wasn't taking any chances. I then remembered my bathroom. It was closer and I could get in faster. And at this point, I didn't take my eye off of whatever this thing was standing there. So when I glanced over to the hallway for a bit, it must have catched on because it started to run at me. No! I took off down the hallway and entered my bathroom. And I will never forget the sight of its face peeking through the crack of the door while I was closing it. I locked it and sat in my bathtub as it banged on the door repeatedly. I didn't sleep at all that night as I stayed awake (gasps) until the sun rose. Once I heard my mom open the front door, I opened the door. I hugged her so tight and I told her everything that happened. She told me it was probably just a very bad nightmare. I didn't pry as to not sound even crazier and just locked myself in my room to sleep the entire day. And even until now, I don't leave my room at night as sometimes I still hear it knocking on the bathroom door. I think it thinks I'm still in there. Ew! Right? This is so freaky. I, okay, have a lot of questions. First of all, Lucifer said it was different than the others. I think the others, meaning, because Lucifer said that they can see spirits, and it's mostly just like spirits kind of going through their own sort of life. Like, okay, not really intelligent or active hauntings but maybe residual or okay whatever but those spirits didn't bother lucifer so okay no i think this was like a conscious stalker right it was interacting yeah yeah i i'm so curious because with that fact it's clear that lucifer has probably seen things down in the kitchen before plus in the combination of lucifer also having this scary feeling which you know you and i just talked about having also in homes and places that perhaps are not haunted at all, but it's just like this feeling of not knowing what's in the darkness. But where did it come from? And how did it know that that was the moment to show up? Has it always been lurking? I that's I just don't right. understand. And it's still knocking too, which is so freaky. Yeah. I almost wonder though, if that's partially like an echo of how scared Lucifer was from that night Mm. that it's like echoing Mm -hmm. through Lucifer's life. And it's not, I mean, yeah, hopefully it's not still looking for Lucifer. Oh my gosh. I know. And this poor person has to be alone in their own house every Friday. That's so scary to have that. I would be like, mom, don't leave for work. Take me with you. Take me with you. I will work nights now. Yeah, please. But it's just so, so freaky. I feel like we've heard so many stories where there are these really dark figures that are described as darker than dark. They're like obsidian black. They're, Mm -hmm. they absorb any light that comes into them. But this one, from the way that it was written, it almost sounds like 
light went through it and you couldn't see its body anymore. Like if you shined a light at it, you wouldn't necessarily see Mm. its shape except for its smile, which is also freaky because if you turn on the lights, if it's not smiling, how do you know where it is? That's what I was going to say. It feels almost like a chameleon. Mm -hmm. It can adapt into whatever it needs to adapt into. Yeah. Oh, it's like that one character from Monsters, Inc. That's so nice and nerdy and fun. Oh, yeah. In Monsters University and then becomes like a little bit of a villain in the actual Monsters, Inc., the first one. Yeah. What was his name? I don't, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. The lizard I know exactly. One. Oh, um, Sullivan. No, Sullivan's. No. Sully's the main guy. Why am I blinking? I know exactly. Oh. Yeah, you know who I'm talking I about. I know. I just don't know what his name is. Let's Google it so that we don't frustrate everyone else who's okay. like, it's on the tip of my tongue. You Google it. Monsters, Inc., purple guy. <laughs> Randall. Now you... Randall Boggs. Make me want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Monsters, Inc. is such a good movie. It is. I haven't seen it in years. And you'll you'll love it because you grew up in Princeton, New Jersey area. And they based... And you were just in Boston. And they based a lot of the university designs, the Pixar campus, off of Princeton and Harvard Oh. And MIT and a few other universities. Oh, well, I've never seen Monster University. Oh, you got to watch Monsters University. Okay. It's a good one. Okay. Okay. I have, because we did May the 4th Be With You, and I want the 4th to be with me continuously. And so (laughs) I have another alien-like story. Shocker. Sabrina still loves aliens. Although let's all remember... That like eight month period where you started to recant all of your love and and p- backpedal a bit after that one recording that we received of a potential abduction, and then yes. for a minute you were like never mind, but now you're back. It was a little, it was a brief never mind, but it was more of like a, a never mind. I don't want that experience, but I still like yes, kind of open to an experience, just not that one. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okie dokie. This is from our listener Taryn. And it's called possible abduction question mark. Taryn says, I'm so sorry if I said this a couple of times because one of them may have been from my boyfriend's account. Technology and I do not work well together and I have no idea how to properly send an email. But hey, pretty ladies, my name is Taryn, she, her. I'm a fairly new listener and I've never really been into podcasts, but somehow I stumbled onto Morbid and it was the only one I listened to forever. So when you guys did that collab, something about your vibes and honestly how your voices are just like super soothing. I don't know any other way to put it. I checked your podcast out. I feel like Sabrina, that's more for you because I think your voice is so soothing. I think yours is I so I love listening soothing. to your voice. No, no, no. Yes, but yes, anyway, yes. thank you. And, and we love Ash and <laughs> We do. Um, Happy five years of podcasting oh to them. Yeah, what are we going to do for our sixth year? Something scary. Okay. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. I checked out your podcast and I'm in love. You guys are so funny and raw and your content is chef's kiss. I listened to every recent episode, but when neither of the two podcasts I listen to have nothing new, I scroll way down to past episodes I've already listened to and just click one at random. Chaotic mm-hmm. energy over here. Love it. I like that some people watch the same show on Netflix as their comfort show, like Friends or New Girl. The Office. The Office, yeah. 
but that for some people, we could be that in podcast form. Thanks. <laughs> ah, Sabrina, you're so good at it. The creepy smile. If you want to see what, what's happening in the silence, it's on YouTube. We're over there. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay. So today, the one I got was episode 167, Abducted. I also love this like Russian roulette version of listening to podcasts. Just like scroll it wherever your finger lands. That's what you pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so freaking coincidental because I was with some friends the night before and we were talking about aliens and different dimensions and shit like that. A few of them were super skeptical on all grounds. And after about half an hour of deliberating, this memory that for some reason took so long to pop back up came to me. I don't remember exactly when, but my guess is around 2010. My best friend and I saw something that made us think aliens could be real. But what came later that night set it in stone for both of us. We were in grade 10 and she was staying the night at my house. I lived in a small village called Spring Lake in Alberta, Canada. And you could see the stars very bright every night that wasn't cloudy. We were sitting at the kitchen table around 9 p.m. And I saw something unusually bright green flashing in the sky. I figured it was a satellite, so I didn't say anything. And we went on talking. About a minute later, my friend Tosh jumped out of her seat and said, what the fuck is that flashing green and red thing in the sky? We looked out the window And it was very noticeably flashing red and green and was so much closer than before. It started moving erratically through the sky, back and forth, up and down. And we were so confused. It was obviously in space, not close enough to be in our atmosphere, but it was very noticeable. We watched it for a few minutes, move around the sky before I decided to bring my phone out, which was a Blackberry at the time with very shitty camera quality, to take a video. While we were taking the video, it kept up with the weird movement, but then twice it looked like it exploded, but then came back to the normal dot it was before. I have a video that I will attach, but as I said, it was taken with an old Blackberry. So sadly, you can't see the fact that it was flashing red and green, but you can distinctly see these explosions. Back to the beginning of my message. I showed this video to my friends during our conversation about aliens, etc., and none of them except for one, believe the authenticity. Everyone thought I was moving my phone around on a bright star, but none of them could explain the explosions. I wish there was proof besides Tash and I saying that I held the phone as still as I could, a couple little shakes here and there, but movement of whatever it was in the sky was real. So that night, Tash and I go to bed a few hours after seeing this thing in the sky. We slept in my bed in the basement together as usual, and both of us fell asleep pretty quick. But at 3.33 on the dot, both of us wake up abruptly. I shit you not, Mm. at the exact same time, we shot straight up into a sitting position, and we were both literally dripping sweat. (gasps) Ew! Oh God, I hate this. Keep in mind, my room is in the basement, and this was midwinter, so even with the in-room heater, it was still pretty cold down there. We looked at each other and both had just absolute panic on our faces, almost hyperventilating, trying to catch our breath. When we finally calmed down a bit, I asked her why she woke up in such a frenzy, and she said she had the most fucked up dream. I reply, telling her I did too. So, a little side note. Her and I both have scars on our faces. Mine is 
from getting bit by a dog at three years old, and it goes from the side of my nose to almost my ear. And hers is from getting a bike handlebar go through above her lip. So it covers the entirety of between her left side of her lip to her nose. So the most fucked up thing about these dreams we had is they were basically the exact same. We both dreamt that we were in these weird hospital type beds with arms and legs restrained. In both of our dreams, there was a super bright light above us that was basically blinding so we could barely see anything. But both of us had the same thing happen. We couldn't see much, but we could feel a sort of numbing where our scars were and lots of painful pressure happening in the same place. We basically shit ourselves when we realized we had the exact same dream. She actually started crying because of how fucked up it was. And she mentioned that it actually hurt where her scar was. I looked at it and it was so red, which it never was because she got it like nine years prior. Yeah, this seems like a fresh wound. When I looked in the mirror, mine was red too. We went upstairs and woke my mom up and she just about called the cops because there was no explanation for the reason our scars looked the way they did. My mom went through the whole house with a baseball bat because she thought someone came in and fucked with us, but no one was there. After that, we both crawled into bed with my mom and woke up the next morning with our faces back to normal. I've always sort of believed in aliens and all that shit, but until that night, it had never felt so concrete. I don't like to think we got abducted because that seems like such a violation, but I can't think of another reason we both had the same dream and why our scars were both so red after it. Right. Anyway, thanks for reading. Thanks for all you do. I can't wait to catch up and listen to all your girls' episodes. See you on the other side, Taryn. And there's the video if you want to watch it. Oh, I want to watch. And I'll ask if we can play it on the video here as well. Download. I'm going to click play right now. Okay, me too. Oh, okay. Wait, I want to see the explosions. You can see it flashing and it is moving so chaotically. Oh my God. Whoa. Did you see the explosion? It almost looks like a ring, like a circle. Oh, oh. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. This makes me so excited because you, you've you heard me talk about this so many times, Sabrina, where in Vermont, when I'd be like out on the bow or in my backyard or whatever, mm -hmm. we'd look up for shooting stars and occasionally we would see Remember I said like it, it's a UFO, like where it kind of seems like a shooting star or like it would be a satellite, but it just zip, zip, zip. It's like erratic. Yeah. And this is exactly what I would see. Oh my, you even saw the explosion I, thing? I wouldn't see the explosions. Oh, okay. No, but the way that it moved wow. is exactly what I would see. Eek. And this is why when I was in college <laughs> and I saw that UFO, I did not want anyone taking photos or videos of it because I was so scared that it would know and it would abduct us. And that is exactly what happened here. Okay. Well, for Taryn's sake, we're not going to say that they were abducted because... Taryn was for sure <laughs> I just didn't want to... <laughs> Try to be kind. What are we even saying here? Well, because Taryn doesn't like to think that they were abducted. So... Okay. Well, Taryn doesn't have to think that they were abducted, but Corinne does. <laughs> okay. So do I, but I just didn't want to like make Taryn uncomfortable. I, Sorry, Taryn. You know what I I hate, but it was also so clever of the aliens, is for them to what? do their testing through a scar that already exists. Mm. Because I imagine that they have some high-tech stuff that can like reseal skin, but it still leaves a mark. But if you do it on top of a place that already has a scar, yes, it might hurt or be red, but like it's not new. It could also be some sort of 
accelerated like hyper speed healing too. Like perhaps in the 45 minutes that they were gone or whatever, this it wasn't even, it was like completely opened. Oh, I agree. And it's just whatever gel or whatever they do, which is reminding me of all of the abduction stories of people who, like you referenced one recently where someone was abducted and then they came back like entirely completely cured of whatever illness and disease they had. And it just makes me think of that where it's like, if you're abducted for three hours of time, perhaps whatever medical and like medicinal abilities that other alien species have Mm -hmm. equals six months or 10 years of healing for us with what we have here on earth. Right. But like, what, why did they open them up? Like, what did they do? Did they look for something or did they put something? Probably put something. I wonder if Taryn and their friend could do like a scan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest thing for people who are abducted by aliens. Like I just so badly wish that there was a way for them to, maybe they don't want to do this, but I'm going to start a facility where anyone who believes they were abducted by aliens, there will be a full body scan available to you and we can see if there's anything strange that shows up in your body. Yeah. I also wonder too... I mean, I, I love that idea. And I was just thinking like of all the, the first step too, is you have to go through a metal detector, mm. see if like your arm is suddenly, <laughs> we put you through a magnet. And if you stick to the magnet, we, we move you forward and we look into you. Although like who's to say it's not just some weird yeah, sort of silky webbing that's intelligent, that's undetectable on any of the scans. This is going to be a nonprofit organization donations are accepted and welcomed and Mm -hmm. required for us to run our business. And we will just do testing, but it won't be invasive. It will truly just be like scans and another branch of the GBI. Yes. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sent you a trailer for a show called Dead Hot, which Vanessa Hudgens is in. Did you see it? No. Oh, I sent it to you on Instagram and I'm so bummed because... It's kind of our haunted road trip that we want to do. We're still doing our haunted road I know, road but trip. they have these jackets that are so badass that say dead hot on them. And I was like, oh my gosh, Corinne, we need cool bombers <sighs> like that. And then we'll put all of our patches on it from all of our shows. Does this mean Vanessa Hudgens listens to our podcast? <laughs> Could you imagine? Because we want our bomber jackets. We've always talked yeah. about either the leather jacket or the jean jacket for all of the patches that we make for our live shows. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. Let's do it. Okay. I have one for us to end on. Hiya, girls. My name is Logan. I forgot about this story until your reincarnation episode. So a few years ago, I was helping with a charity event. There are some photos for sale, you know, the painted sceneries and basically just random trinkets to make some dough. Me and my mom decided to take a break and wander around and look at all of the items. Just explore. Fun. As we were walking by a painting, I fell in love with this charcoal pencil portrait that I wanted so badly, but talked myself out of buying it. As I was doing stuff, I kept thinking back to that photo. Something kept nagging me to go back and look at it, admiring how gorgeous it was. I felt this attraction towards the photo, and I finally begged myself and my mom to let me go and get it. And so I took this beautiful drawing home. I had the painting hung on my wall for a while, and a few years went by. And one day, I was looking at it, and I realized something strange. 
I have very distinct freckles on my face because they are in the design of a little dipper constellation. Hey! Only on one side of my cheek. So when I look at this drawing, I saw the same design and I was shook. I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but the drawing looked exactly like me. My same freckles, my same facial feature placements. Her hair is the only thing that's different in the photo. I have very curly blonde hair, and in the drawing, her hair is straight and in a 50s hairstyle. Was I reincarnated? Did I have a lover who knew how to draw me? That's at least what I'll hope. Keep up the good work, ladies. Can't wait to see you on the other side. Logan. You know what this reminds me of? What? Is, what's it called? Something of Addie LaRue. The The Secret secret Life. life Yes. Addie LaRue? Because isn't she... Or wait, The Invisible Life of Addie? Invisible Life. Yes. The Invisible Life of Addie Addie LaRue. She... Because in that book, she's like... She was a muse for a lot of artists. So she's like seen in artwork through time. And I like to think that Logan has existed in many bodies and was this like muse Mm -hmm. for so many artists. Yeah. I don't know. Or Logan drew this in a past life. But the fact that it was brought back into Logan's life is really, really cool. It is interesting too. And it also makes me wonder, we read a listener story maybe a year or two ago where someone had mentioned having a birthmark or freckles in a Big Dipper constellation. So there's Little Dipper, Big Dipper. They're very much the same. But it just reminds me, given how many people reached out and said that they had the same thing on their body. It makes me wonder if perhaps this painting, this portrait is haunted by the person who's in the photo Mm -hmm. or haunted by the artist. And they have this attachment to the painting, watched Logan walk by and was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me so much of me. Or this reminds me so much of the person I painted in this painting and was like, they have to have it. They have to have this photo. And there, the spirit is the one that kind of drew Logan back yeah. and was like, come, 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 come to me, child. Come to me, child. I don't I know, but Logan, it's clear you should never get rid of this piece of art. Yeah. Save it. You're connected. Also, I feel like there's a freckle, like a little big dipper freckle club going on here. Oh, yeah, there is. Logan and I... There totally is. A little Constellations Freckle Club. We should... Okay, everyone send us photos of your creepiest smiles. And we'll put together a Little Dipper, Big Dipper Freckle Collection photo too. So send us those. I'll submit mine. Send us your body parts. Send us your body parts. (laughs) Not chopped up. (laughs) Photos only. Don't actually send us your teeth or anything weird to us. And feel free to crop the photos so that they're not inappropriate. (laughs) if they're like on your butt or something if you crop it we'll never know it's your butt yeah that's true it'll be safe for instagram then oh grin after this well i can't say it i can't say it because i don't want to ruin anything never mind okay don't tell me okay well don't tell everyone i hate secrets join us on campfire (sighs) stories because there's so many fun ghost stories if you want to hear more from Mm -hmm. the voice of the experienced er that's not correct but from the, of the haunted haunted directly from the haunted the the yeah haunted if you yes yeah and then wow. english is hard for us today. yes but it's also there's video so you get to see us for campfire stories it's on patreon no matter what tier you're in uh you get access to it 
So join mm-hmm. us over there. We also have live streams every month. And you can also rewatch any of these things at any time. So if you join in a couple months and you're like, I want to listen to the new Campfire Stories, but also all the old ones, you can do it. It's all available. All the time. Join the triangle. Get sucked into our pyramid scheme. I was talking to my friend, Lauren, and she was like, I told my friend about the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You've just bought into the pyramid scheme. And she didn't know that we called it a pyramid scheme. And (laughs) she loved it. Good. I thought you were going to say that she started to panic thinking that we were actually some sort of cult. (laughs) Well, that's what I want people to think. It's a community. Yeah. No one's stuck here. Well, Sven might be. Maybe that's why Sven is like haunting. He's like, help. I think we're stuck with Sven. <laughs> Sven. Sven is the cult leader here. It's true. The top of the triangle. And you and I are right below it and we cannot get out. Yeah, and I don't want to. Nor do we. We're all just his puppets. We're his muse. <gasps> he makes Sven drawings of us, draw us in the astral plane. Draw us like one of your French girls, Sven. Ooh, la, draw la. every single one of us. All Ooh, of us. La. Maybe that is Sven's thing. He draws little little dipper and big dipper constellations on people's bodies who are going to be connected phantoms, people who are into the paranormal. And that's that's one of the I was almost said mating call. <laughs> but kinda. 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 Sort of. Yeah. Now I want to hear you do your Bigfoot call. Ooh. Yes. Uh, Taryn, do you still like our soothing voices? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this week. Yes. We love you all. Thank you to our editor, Christina, for suffering through <laughs> this one, this every week. <laughs> Luckily, she likes ghost stories. Stay tuned for the blooper reel to come someday soon. Maybe that's how we celebrate our six year anniversary. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 30 seconds of burping. You know, two minutes of burping. Okay. We love you and we will see you on the other side. side.